morning, and thank you for joining us here today. I'm delighted to be here to share some exciting news for Alberta families. Today, our government is taking another important step toward improving health care access for children in our province, specifically for those with cystic fibrosis. Before I share more details, I'd like to briefly talk about cystic fibrosis. This is a condition where mucus accumulates in the lungs and other areas of the body, leading to breathing difficulties, weight loss, and other health challenges. But it affects more than health. It touches all aspects of a person's life, where they need to take steps daily to protect themselves from infections, manage their nutrition and physical strength, and fortify their mental health and well-being. This can be particularly difficult for young children. Trikafta is a triple combination therapy approved for people with cystic fibrosis. Through clinical trials, Trikafta demonstrated clinically meaningful improvements in lung function, nutritional status, and health-related quality of life. As Health Minister, I want to do everything I can to help children live full lives. And while to date there is no cure for cystic fibrosis, great progress continues to be made in drug treatments to slow the disease and improve the quality of life. That's why I'm extremely pleased to announce today that Alberta's government is providing children ages 6 to 11 with access to Trikafta, a new drug used to treat cystic fibrosis. Until today, this innovative medication was only available to Albertans 12 years of age and older. This change means younger children can now benefit from treatment from this highly effective prescription drug and achieve the same improved health outcomes that others are experiencing. Alberta is a leader among Canadian provinces and territories in providing access to Trikafta. When Trikafta first became available, our province was among the first to provide access. We knew that Albertans were eagerly awaiting coverage for this drug, and making this new drug available to Albertans as quickly as possible was a priority. With that in mind, our government has streamlined its processes so this drug could be pre prescribed sooner. Now that regulatory approvals and health technology assessments have been completed by the Canadian Agency for Drugs and Technologies and Health, we can expand access to young Albertans. And once again, Alberta government is leading the way by making these changes as soon as possible. Today's announcement is part of our efforts to provide Albertans with evidence-based effective medications that can improve their health. And we will continue to work to find ways to address the health needs of all Albertans. In closing, I look forward to hearing about the difference this drug is making in the lives of Alberta children. And I'm pleased we can help support better health and well-being for children in our province by giving the best possible quality of life and opportunity for an even brighter future. And with that, I'd like to invite Sharon Stepaniak, who has been a longtime advocate for people living with cystic fibrosis, to the podium. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Copping, for having us here today and for making this life-changing announcement for children with cystic fibrosis. Having access to Trikafta will change the trajectory of not only their lives, but also their families. As mentioned, my name is Sharon Stepaniak, and I'm a mother of three children, two of whom have cystic fibrosis. Both of my children have been able to access Clydeco, which is an earlier version of Trikafta, tailored for their gene type because of the support of the Alberta government.
CF is the most common fatal genetic disease affecting Canadian children and young adults. CF causes various effects on the body, but mainly affects the digestive system and lungs. The degree of cystic fibrosis severity varies from person to person. However, chronic and persistent infection in the lungs result in loss of lung function, scarring, destruction of, the, destruction of the lungs, which eventually leads to death or lung transplant in the majority of people with CF. At present, there is no cure, and the other, but trichafta and the other disease modifiers are as close as it gets. They work by correcting the basic defect of CF at the cellular level, which allows for close to normal function. It cannot reverse the damage that is already done, and that is why this announcement today that allows children to start treatment earlier than ever before will open up a world of possibility for them. Starting treatment with trichafta before there is substantial permanent damage to their lungs will lead to longer, healthier, and fuller lives. I can personally attest to the relief that parents today will be feeling and the hope that these families can now finally have. When my two children were diagnosed with dystolery in Edmonton nine years ago, I knew very little about this disease. I was given a large binder detailing the disease, its long-term outlook, the daily treatments we need to initiate, and all the new protocols we would now need to follow. It was daunting. It was very clear that this fatal progressive disease was the enemy at the gates, and we needed to proactively treat it every day in order to keep my children as healthy as possible. The outlook was bleak for our family. Being told that your infant and six-year-old would most likely die young and, would, and their life would be a struggle was difficult to bear. Since diagnosis, we've spent hundreds of hours in clinic, endured multiple hospital stays, experienced too many tests to count, and maintained rigorous daily therapy routines. I have seen the decline in my children's health, and that has shaped our family. When they gained access to Trichafta's earlier drug version, their life turned around. There are the measurable outcomes like increased lung function, improved digestion, growth, and reduced infections that I had hoped for. But there was also the happy side effects of more energy, less worry for them and us, less time spent in the hospital, and more time spent being a kid. None of this would have been possible without the support and great work of the Alberta government who advocated for my children. To say I am grateful for this work on my children and all Albertans with CF's behalf would be an understatement. I feel that I owe my children's lives to the work of this ministry and the department. CF is a rare disease and it can be difficult to be heard when you are such a small community. When Minister Coffin became the health minister, he shared the same compassion and commitment to our community that we experienced with Minister Shandro. We first met with this ministry over two years ago at the start of the pandemic. Despite an already poor full portfolio, the health minister and his department made time for our community because they recognized the urgency of providing an effective drug like Trikafta as quickly as possible. We felt heard and met with the ministry as Trikafta completed each step in the complicated approval process in Canada. Alberta was one of the first provinces to list Trikafta last fall for ages 12 and older, and they were first, the first and one of the only jurisdictions in Canada to provide it to everyone that Health Canada recommended could benefit, for, could benefit from it. This is a meaningful example to me of the Alberta advantage and doing what made sense and truly benefited Albertans. Alberta is leading the way again by being one of the first provinces to lift, list Trikafta for children and continuing their equitable path forward, providing access to every child who can benefit from this life-saving medication. They will now live longer, healthier lives, and their families can finally have hope. So I thank you again, Minister Copping, as a mother and as an advocate for the CF community. I'll pass this on to Amanda Bartels to share her experience with CF and the new reality of life with CF and Trikafta.
Good morning. I also would like to begin by thanking Minister Copping and his team. Thank you for listening to our stories and experiences with cystic fibrosis and for this wonderful decision today to extend access to Trikafta for children. You not only listened to our stories, but you fully understood that Albertans with CF should not have to get sicker before being allowed a chance to access a life-changing medication and have a healthier and longer life. In what can be a slow and very complex approval process, sometimes taking years, the speed of the approval and funding of Trikafta is a great example of how the system can work. We know that when the next big development comes, whether it's another expansion of Trikafta, new medicine for the 10% of CF patients that remain without effective medication, or one day a cure, that we have support for our community here in Alberta. I have cystic fibrosis, and I have been taking Trikafta for just over two years. Until the development of disease-modifying medications like Trikafta and Kaleidico, CF could only be managed by treating the symptoms and working to slow down the progression of the disease as much as possible. Typically, this would involve intense hours of physiotherapy to break up the thick mucus as well as inhaled treatments to help thin the mucus and combat the bad bacteria that colonize and eventually destroy our lungs. We also typically have problems with our digestive system, as Minister Copping mentioned. We cannot properly absorb vitamins and fat from our food, and our bodies use so much energy coughing and just working to breathe. So getting to and maintaining a healthy weight can be very difficult, sometimes resulting in the need for a feeding tube. Before I had Trikafta, I was admitted to the hospital with lung infections three to four times per year and spent about 60 nights or more in the hospital each year with additional weeks on home care in order to manage my CF. And I did continue to decline, which is expected for a progressive disease with no cure. I received compassionate access to Trikafta in June 2020 because I was one of the sickest CF patients in Canada at that time. The manufacturer had a special program to provide access before Health Canada approval for those of us who couldn't wait any longer. I was on the path to a double lung transplant. I was on full-time oxygen, and I spent over five hours a day trying and failing to clear the thick, sticky mucus from my lungs. I was undergoing testing to qualify for a lung transplant when I received word that I was sick enough to be given Trikafta on this program. That day is forever etched in my memory. I could feel the medication working within hours of the first dose. My lungs bubbled and percolated and a thick, sticky mucus that lined my lungs for years purged over a few days. I had struggled to walk across my front yard on oxygen. And now, as you can see, I don't need that extra oxygen. Any plans to move ahead with the next steps towards transplant have been put on hold indefinitely. That's what Trikafta does. Cystic fibrosis is a hard disease to live with and manage. And over time, as the disease progressed, I would settle into a new normal for me as my abilities slowly declined. I didn't even realize how sick I was and how tired and spent my body was until I received Trikafta. I have joked that some days I feel a little bit like the Energizer Bunny, that I can jump from one thing to another, a bike ride with my daughter, helping my husband with a home project, doing the dishes, carrying my own groceries, changing the bed sheets. Now those may seem like ordinary tasks to most people, but for me, they are a sign of my renewed health. I hope to celebrate my 40th birthday later, later this year. I know women don't typically like to talk about their age, but I have to say I'm blessed to be turning 40 with my original lungs, healthier than I have been in years, 
which has bought, brought both joy and relief to my family. If you had told me three years ago that this is where I would be today, I would never have believed it. And now parents of kids with CF in this province here will get to have that same hope and joy. I had accepted that I would continue to decline <clears throat> and either be fortunate enough to receive a lung transplant or I would die waiting because with a disease like cystic fibrosis, you are not supposed to get better, but I am. I am so grateful that I was given this life-saving medication and that I was able to help show our government how truly life-changing this medication is because CF can't wait. And now because of this decision today, children in Alberta will not have to wait any longer. I do still have CF lung disease, severe lung disease with lungs that are badly damaged and permanently scarred. Trikafta can't repair that. And that is why today's announcement is so important, that children now have the opportunity to start Trikafta at a young age so they will not have to experience and endure the same burden of this devastating disease that I and other adults have had to. When we met with Minister Copping and his team, I told them that I could only dream how my life would be if I had had Trikafta as a child and not have to become as sick as I did. I am so excited that today for Albertan children with cystic fibrosis, that dream has become a reality. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we'll now start the question and answer portion of our program. Um, seeing as there's no reporters in the room, we'll go to the phones. Uh, operator, can you put through the first caller? Jeremy Thompson, CTV. Uh, hi there, uh, Minister, and apologies. I'm going to start a little off topic here. Um, just working on a, on a story about COVID um, today, and so I'm wondering what you can tell us about um, what you know about the BA5 variant, how it's spreading in Alberta, and any concerns you might have about how it um, might impact the public or the healthcare system, um, and any sort of mitigation that uh, the government is considering or, or looking at bringing in for that. Great. Well, thanks for the question. Uh, so we, we are watching it, uh, watching it closely. We know that other provinces, uh, Ontario and BC, we're seeing a uh, seeing an increase. Um, we're watch our wastewater levels are, are we're seeing a slight increase in in Calgary and in uh, and in Edmonton uh, at this point in time. Uh, we do have BA four and BA five circulating within the province. It's at very low levels uh, right now. So we're we're continuing to watch it. Um, we'll learn from other jurisdictions. Uh, what we know right now, a couple things. Uh, first is that uh, uh, it appears that although previous um, uh, infections um, do not necessarily protect against people getting BA4 and BA5, um, previous infections and vaccines are still very protective uh, against severe outcomes. Uh, so so that, is, that is positive. Uh, we'll continue to monitor the, the other jurisdictions and then see where we go from there. Um, mo recently, uh, the federal government uh, spoke uh, sort of released its results in regards to uh, the recommendations by NACI. Uh, we're doing an evaluation of that right now in terms of uh, uh, you know fourth doses or, or or second booster shots, and we'll be able to make a comment of that in the uh, in the coming weeks. Thanks, Jeremy. Do you have and, a follow up? Uh, yeah, yeah, and just um, you know, on on that note um, of uh, you know the fourth doses, uh, as you say, <laughs> announcement on that coming in, in the coming days here, but. Uh, just wondering, like, you know, we've heard, and you see, you mentioned that, that those previous vaccines are somewhat effective against 
against these new strains. Uh, just wondering, like, like how effective, you know, is there any concern that you need to sort of adjust what's going into those vaccines? Yeah, so, so the, you know, we do know that the, uh, the, the previous vaccines are uh, very effective against severe outcomes, and same with prior infection uh, for BA4 and BA5. So uh, the evidence is, is clear on that. Uh, I do understand that work is ongoing in terms of updating the vaccines uh, and, you know, potentially for the fall. Uh, so we may have updated vaccines, but, you know, that's still an assessment uh, stage. Uh, but what's, what's important to note is that, you know, the, the vaccines are already, we already have access to are very effective against severe outcomes. So once again, would, would urge, you know, all Albertans for, you know, if you haven't had all the vaccines that you're eligible for, uh, please, you know, take the opportunity to do that. You know, even though we're in the summertime, uh, we are still uh, seeing some, uh, and it's slight right now in Alberta, uh, you know, uh, you know, initial signs that uh, with wastewater levels coming up, there is circulation. Uh, but we're also seeing that in Ontario and B.C. So once again, would urge uh, all Albertans who, you know, if you haven't got your your third dose, for example, then, you know, now's a great time to go get it. Thank you, operator. Can you put through the next caller? Catherine Gregowski, Alberta Today. Thanks. I'd, I'd kind of like to follow up on, on that vein, actually. Um, British Columbia has opened a hotline for some people who are interested in getting that fourth dose, although, as you say, um, they're recommending people hold out for the fall when um, updated vaccines would be available. I'm wondering, is that something that you're considering, or what are you considering um, as, as you're mulling these NACI recommendations? Will you consider a hotline? Uh, waiting for the fall. What's what's the plan? Yeah, so we're, we're uh, still working on that at, uh, at this point in time, and we'll have an announcement in the uh, in the near future. Okay, and and a follow up on a on a different topic. Um, of course, the Council of the Federation is meeting to discuss increased healthcare funding. I know um, previously the the premier has said he doesn't want strings attached to that, um, and I'm wondering. As, as part of uh, an agreement, if if pharmacare and dental care are um, requirements of that increased funding, would Alberta be on board with that? So we're continuing to ask, as, as the Premier has already indicated, uh, for increased funding. You know, at one point in time, uh, the federal funding was at, a, was, a, was at a significant level. And as a percentage, that has continued to drop over the years. Uh, we've asked them to reinstate at that, at that higher level uh, and enable us the ability to be able to direct the funds where they're needed to provide the, the best outcomes in terms of health uh, at the lowest possible co- cost because there's increasing demand uh, associated with that. You know, in regards to uh, dental care and, and pharma care, you know, again, our, our ask to the federal government is to work with the provinces to be able to uh, you know, look at how these programs are delivered because, quite frankly, this is a provincial jurisdiction. Uh, we, we, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, provide supports for drugs through our through our blue uh, Blue Cross programs. Uh, we also provide supports uh, on on you know in other areas as well through our Blue Cross programs. So we'd ask, you know, and, and there's a number of private companies that also provide, uh, you know, through uh, private plans and through benefits. That, you know, a number of Albertans uh, can receive both uh, coverage for drugs and. and coverage for uh, uh, for dental services. Uh, so we do recognize that there's gaps in this, but we ask that the federal government work with us to be able to uh, to identify that. But, you know, the first things first, provide the appropriate level of funding so we can deliver the care that's needed for Albertans. Thank you, everyone. Um, Minister Copping does have a meeting he has to get to right away. So uh, thank you very much.
Thank you so much, and everyone have a great day.